0: Welcome to the Beyond High Performance podcast featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high performing clients and the faculty at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high performing leaders, artists and athletes discuss how they continue to
1: go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. If you are not lacking integrity, you're playing too small because you're giving your word to two little things. I
2: I love that if you're keeping 100% of your word, it means you're probably not committing to things that will stretch you at all. Hey everyone, it's David Gerber, and welcome to the episode of On Coaching, where we unpack integrity. In this episode, we cover a definition of integrity, we talk about individual and team dynamics and how integrity affects that, and we even talk about how to do an integrity check with yourself. All of this for us is in service to the vision and the goals you have for yourself, your life, your relationships, your business, and most importantly, the impact that you want to leave on the world. And so we cover all that in this episode, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome everybody. We're going to have a conversation today about the concept of integrity. And I've got three amazing coaches to help me with that conversation. I've got CJ Martindale. Hello, everybody. I've got Christopher North. Hello. And I've got hello. Janet Breitenbach. Hello, My name is everyone. David Gerber. I'll be the, the host for the show today, and we're going to dive right into this concept of integrity. And so we're going to start off with the very broad definition of integrity. We're going to hone it down throughout the episode. So CJ, go ahead and just jump in with us. So what definition are we going to use for integrity for the, the purposes of this podcast and then how we use it in coaching with our clients?
1: Yeah, I think probably what's most important first off is to define how most people talk about integrity just in the the average person. Because I think the the two, I don't want to collapse the two because our distinction is is really important. So I think in just general concept, when people talk about integrity, most of the time they think it's like a, a good or a bad conversation, right? Like people think, oh man, I want to be a person of integrity. It's, it's virtuous. That person is moral. Uh, they do what they say they're going to do. They show up and it seems like that whole conversation is all about good versus bad, yeah. right? And and what we say and what I say is that that definition of integrity actually gets in the way a lot of how we try and act and how we try and perform because if if you're a person who goes through your life and integrity is all about good or bad then it's going to be really tough for you to out yourself when it comes to where you have not kept your word Hmm. and being a person of integrity what what we say is it's not about the looking good or looking bad because we are not we're not concerned about how we look or feel about our keeping of our commitments. We're more concerned about the opportunity of performance or what we call, you know, like the workability. And we'll talk about it later today as a like a bicycle metaphor. But the main premise is that we're not concerned about how we look or feel because it just gets in the way of how we perform. We're more interested in keeping our word or so, honoring our word? So yeah, so if we're, if
2: we're utilizing this of what it's not, right? So it's not good versus bad. For us, it's not about morality. What is it about then, right. CJ? Like like if you were to put it in just like a sentence or two,
1: like what is integrity about? Yeah. The easiest way to put it is integrity is your word and we're committed to honoring okay. your word. I think it is
2: good to roll into like the workability and bicycle metaphor. Let's dive right into that in terms of, of making it really kind of simple and breaking it down for like just people that are listening what how do those things yeah. play into it?
1: Yeah so if we take the the analogy of a, of a bicycle and us as humans are not bikes it, sorry to break it to if you did not know that but if we were and let's just let's just pretend that this is a metaphor so a bike with flat tires does not have much opportunity for performance. No matter how much you stretch, you warm up, you train, how how good your biking form is, you cannot improve your performance much on a bicycle with flat tires. And we see that most of the time, that is how people operate. Most of the time in life, they're going to try and take shortcuts of stretching and warming up or whatever we want to call it uh, in order to get their bicycle tires you know, to be full again. Now, on the other hand, if all you did was pump up your tires, you would have an insane instant improvement in performance. And the the trap that we fall into as individuals is that we have flat tires, but imagine that we didn't know you have a flat tire, right? And you would be left trying to improve your performance a bunch of different ways, trying to get better results. And you can just look in your life, none of them seem to work. Like when you're out of integrity, most people, you're going to, oh, I have to work harder. I have to work faster. I need to just stop thinking about other stuff and just work right now because that's all I can think about is just work, work or you know whatever the current situation is. And so they are trying to do anything they can to cut corners to just improve their life. And we just notice that that, that typically doesn't work. You know? so, and then you're left just wondering and getting frustrated with why can I not seem to bike any faster? And so the same thing just happens in our lives. You know, we're not getting the results we want, which is we know it's limited by a personal integrity, but we don't see that it's our integrity. We we deceive ourselves that we are operating with integrity. And usually that comes at a cost with, with excuses. And someone will say, like, if we're talking about this out of integrity behavior, people are like, No, I don't have flat tires. I just ran over a nail. And it becomes like an excuse. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not interested in the excuse of why it's flat, because that, there's no opportunity for performance in yeah. no the reason. I love that. So uh, Janet and Chris, I'm going
2: to ask for your input here in a second. So for working definition, what we're going to really boil it down to is integrity is living as your word. So it's it's doing what you say you're going to do. And then if you if you aren't, the moment you know that you're not going to do something that you've given your word to you let relevant parties know and then what we say is clean up your mess so so honoring your word is either you do something that you say you're going to do or you acknowledge it very quickly if you know you're not going to be able to do it so that's how you walk in integrity so or Chris, what experience have have you had with this maybe you have client stories of how of how that's that's worked with clients you've worked with companies you've worked with maybe even in your own life like have you seen integrity play an important role?
3: Well, I think even adding on to what CJ said, because this was huge for me, and it took me a while to really understand the metaphor and just understanding and connecting the definition of like a a bicycle that's out of integrity won't move very fast. And I know that's landed a lot for my clients, because when they think in terms of themselves as a leader or their teams, and then we talk in terms of, hey, when your team is low on integrity, meaning they're breaking their word, they have broken commitments, your team is not going to go as fast as they could if they were higher in their integrity. And just that concept in and of itself was so powerful. It's powerful every day for my clients. It's powerful for me as a way to be neutral about it. I love what you said, CJ. Like, hey, I don't care if uh, the tire got flat because of a nail, um, it's still flat. Right. <laughs> it's flat and it's you're not going to go very fast. So how can you... Uh, increase your integrity. I like what you just said, Gerber, and this is my favorite distinction. The difference between keeping your word and honoring your word. I really like that distinction because when I first introduced this conversation to clients, oftentimes maybe they'll abuse the tool and be really hard on themselves. And then they, of course, they can't always keep their word, but how do you honor your word? Because most people won't Uh, even acknowledge that they broke their promise to someone. And what you just said, David, is an important part of the definition of integrity. So it's not just doing what you say you're going to do, but it's also, you know, um, I think the second part of it is as soon as you know that you won't be able to do what you say you're going to do, alerting all parties involved, which I think most people have had an experience of uh, someone promising something to them. And then the deadline goes by and then you feel like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> and then you find out later on, oh, yeah, sorry, I meant to call you, yada, yada. And what that feels like, hey, you could have let me know earlier. <laughs> so in some ways, it also breaks trust, which that's what biggest cost to that broken integrity. But I don't know, Chris, do you have anything to add to that?
4: Yeah, I'll I'll always have something to add. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that's been really helpful for me in this conversation is saying that the bike is not bad. The bike Mm. is not. Mm. We don't. We don't shame the bike, and so when somebody has broken integrity, oftentimes they'll they'll. They'll shame out and they'll, they'll avoid mm. that conversation or they'll feel really bad where it's like, hey, you said you were going to do this. You did not do this. You are not in alignment with your own integrity with your word. And that can bring up some some emotions. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But we do want to say just because you have broken integrity in, a, in any given or a flat tire in this metaphor doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means that something is not working the way that it is designed to work for optimum Performance and so that that has been really helpful for me, especially with clients going, "Hey, you're not in any trouble, <laughs> at least not with me." You might be with somebody else, and then really going into the curiosity phase of finding out what was happening, what's missing, where the system broke down in a way that that we may not have seen before. And there's always so much good learning in that. So,
3: well, which reminds me of the, uh, the how we talk about integrity is not a light switch. Because oftentimes Mm. when we first introduce this concept, you know, whether maybe defensiveness starts to come up and we say, well, I I have integrity. I always do what I say I'm going to do or I'm always on time or whatever. It's (laughs) like, hey, everyone in this room right now has integrity. Mm. But, and this actually landed with a client the other day. I said, oftentimes we're a little bit inflated about how often we are in integrity. And so our jobs as coaches is to put a microscope to all the areas in your life where you might be out of integrity. I know that was that was mm. big for me. The very first time I hired a coach and my very first call, I was a minute late. And I didn't understand the tool. And he, of course, asked me, hey, what was more important than your word? And my belief was, I'm always on time. So why <laughs> are you asking me about this? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course is not true because I was literally late <laughs> yeah. um, to that call. And so again, I think the the recognizing when we might shame out is really important because that often prevents us from seeing blind spots, yeah. of course. And then when we shame out and we're not willing to just be curious, we miss opportunities. I love that. And
2: I, and I, wanna, I don't want to pass over that. That's a really good point to say that broken commitments. So when you don't keep your word on something, it oftentimes reveals blind spots. For us, mm-hmm. people have a vision, they have goals for their life. And we have this hypothesis that the best way to achieve your vision for your life, the goals that you have, the objectives, is to keep your integrity. And so any gap in that, any broken integrity is going to limit your capacity or slow your capacity down. So if you're going to go out and run a, or, or ride a 50-mile bicycle ride, if you have flat tires, it's going to be a lot Harder to get there than if you've got a really well tuned up bike. I mean, you could have a twenty thousand dollar bicycle that Lance Armstrong would love, and if the tires are flat, that that bike is greatly diminished. Yeah, you know? it could be a phenomenal bike, and if you don't have that, and so wh- what I also hear you saying as a thread is like, is people either get to essentially submit to the concept of integrity, or they can sort of deny it, right? And we've all probably been there mm. in our lives where we we kind of pretend that integrity is not a big thing and the tires are flat, who cares? I can still ride with everybody. And then there's a point where people come to this almost like a a beautiful submission to integrity, almost like gravity, right? So whether or not I think gravity exists, mm. if I jump off a three-story building, gravity doesn't care what I think, right? And and so our invitation to people listening is that you can choose one of those paths. And in our again, our hypothesis is that integrity and submitting to the concept of integrity will propel you forward. We're going to get into that more here in a second of, of how that can work. But if you think you're an integrity, you're probably fooling yourself. And CJ and I've, I have actually, for those listening, I actually hired CJ over the last year at different points to like just have integrity conversations with me about my life. And so we do these things called integrity checks each week. Um, which mm-hmm. is so funny. All the shame comes up all, you know, cause it's like, I'm like, basically yeah. an integrity check is where you sit down and you look at all the areas of your life and, and where am I not keeping my word to myself, to others implicitly, explicitly, all these things. Like even to the point of like, for example, if I committed to wake up without hitting the snooze button and then I hit the snooze button or I, I laid there for three minutes, like that is a, you know, for me, it was like an out of integrity. I knew I committed to getting up and I didn't get up at the time I, I committed yeah. to. And and so and then I'm gonna hand, I'm asking you about this more CJ but but one of the things that came up when I was talking with CJ about this was you know it's like you I, I would do an integrity check so I'd write all these things down and then I would make commitments to align back with integrity and then a week later would do another integrity check and it was like all these things again and I'm thinking my gosh it felt I was like the, I was like depressed for a second I was like man is it like am I ever Ahead of the thing, am I ever gonna catch mm. up? Am I ever gonna be fully in integrity? And CJ, I want you to share about like what did you share with me at that point? Because it was really profound for me when when it feels like this is like when you get into this world, you submit to the idea of it's like, okay, now I've got all this broken yeah. integrity everywhere. What do we do with that?
1: Yeah, I think the the main premise that you have to really get comfortable with is you have to learn to love the climb of the mountain because integrity is a mountain with no top. And we are just somewhere. On this mountain, and we are bouncing between our bottoms and our tops as we're moving up the mountain. And if we're bringing it to the bicycle analogy, your tire is always deflating. You know, it, the, it it's a matter of how much it's deflated. It can be either a pinprick or a, a gash through it, you know, but it is always deflating. And that is really going to affect your quality of life. And you know, what we had talked about when we're doing integrity checks, it is really easy at the beginning stages of integrity to start to feel shame when you are throwing your, your integrity checks out there because we're, we are just so used to, to looking at ourselves as how do I look good and how do I avoid looking bad? And it does not look <laughs> good to have a page of things that you have not done that you said you were going to do. And by the way, you and I have talked about this in the past, like snoozing your alarm, that initially was not something that you said explicitly. It did not come out of your mouth of like, oh, I am going to not snooze my alarm. But it was a lack of integrity for you. Just because it was something you really, really were committed to and you knew you're committed to it, you just didn't say it. And, you know, you can just look for everyone listening, you can just look in your day-to-day life. Like most of the time. When you are awake at night or you can't go to sleep or you have a lot of anxiety or fear or, you know, all that stuff that's coming up, usually it's because of of just things or mental lists that are just there and you just can't seem to find a reason as to why. And on this call, we're just asserting that it is because you're just lacking integrity in those areas. And to even take it a step further, I assert that what we're talking about here, integrity, it it... It really allows for two main things that it gives us in our life. One is power and two is quality of life. And we're kind of touching more on the quality of life side right now where it's really easy to not have so much good quality of life. That's how most people just operate, I think. They go through life not operating with a high quality of life and they don't understand why and we assert that it's because of their out-of-integrity behavior. CJ,
3: can I just say, I literally had that experience two nights ago where I was sitting on my couch, feeling a bit overwhelmed, stressed. And, you know, I do have a lot on my plate. I was like, man, I feel uh, a bit anxious. I don't know what's going on. I guess this is just the new reality Mm. of the workload that I have. And then I woke up the next morning and I realized I have been avoiding looking at my, in this case, it's, it's a, a software called Asana. Mm. Uh, and I was afraid to look at all the red because every time yeah. something's past due that I committed to, when it turns red, I know I'm out of integrity. And I just said, you know, I'm going to look at it. I took five minutes. I, you know, I did the things that I was committed to do. I checked things off. I got clear. Suddenly that anxiety was gone.
1: Yeah. I was
3: like, oh, this isn't just a new reality.
1: Yeah. What happens as you are recommitting to those tasks? How do you feel?
3: I feel energized. I feel at peace. There's almost like a, a self-alignment. Like I'm yeah. not. There's not something dragging. Like I'm. I'm avoiding this thing, or yeah. I'm just not looking at it, which then my brain starts to inflate all the cost of oh, I'm not looking at that yeah. thing, which creates anxiety. So it was fascinating how quickly and easily that got rid of uh, that feeling.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I usually tell my clients because I do integrity checks often and. Most of the time when I'm talking to them, I say I can feel myself just getting lighter. Like I feel like the weight on my shoulders is just lifting. You know, all this thought that has been going on that's been keeping me down is just lifting. There's a lot of times in your life, and you can just look where you just wake up and you have a list full of things you just have to do. Like if you have a day full of have tos, that day is is pretty. It's going to be a drag. You know, it's not going to be a fun day. And I would much rather figure out how to have that day be full of things as opportunities rather than have tos.
3: What if one call could change what you once thought was impossible into a reality? Novus Global is offering you an exploration call with one of their world-class coaches to explore what you, as a leader and your team, are capable of. Novus Global is an elite executive coaching firm that works with multi-billion-dollar companies, professional athletes, nonprofit leaders, and faith in government, all to create teams, companies, and communities that go beyond high performance. Book your call right now. Just go to novice.global forward slash now.
1: One thing you said, Janet, that really brought up something for me is that when I was first learning integrity, a quote that really stuck in my mind from from one of my old mentors was, if you are not lacking integrity, you're playing too small hmm. because you're giving your word to too little things. If you are always in integrity, you're either playing too small or you're not committing to enough things.
2: That's I, I love that. And that's, one of those, that's one of those things I don't want to pass over to is this idea that if you're keeping 100% of your word, it means you're probably not committing to things that will stretch you at all. And that's why we yeah. w- in our trainings that we do with companies, one of the things we bring up is that there's there's two primary reasons to to give your word. Um, I'm, I'm botching that a second. Janet, how do we say it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's we because the, oftentimes people when we introduce this idea, you know, we think, oh, I, I make commitments so that I can keep yeah. them, yep. right? So I can do the thing that I committed to do. So that's one reason to make commitments, yep. but the other reason is to grow, right? And so mm. the example we like to use a lot is you know the the commitments you make at the altar when you're getting married, right? There's they're very hyperbolic uh, commitments, you know, I promise mm. to cherish you always and love you always. And, <laughs> and, uh, all these beautiful things. But if, if we were people who wanted to keep our word, why don't we make these extreme, uh, commitments that we break in the honeymoon. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, cause otherwise we'd probably make more realistic commitments at the altar. I promise mm-hmm. to love you 75% of the time, or at least when your parents aren't over, yeah. right? All of that. <laughs> But we don't. And the reason is, why do we make those commitments at the altar? It's because it calls us to growth. It calls us mm. to something higher, to to a vision, a mission of who we want to be. And so when we have clients or, or for ourselves as well, when we notice, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just... Strolling along, I'm keeping all my commitments. Oftentimes, you may find areas where we're coasting or we're not challenging ourselves or we have more available to us.
1: Yeah, I love Mm. that. And see, there's a great point there, Janet, about growth and how it typically leads people to almost grow out of their commitments. Because one thing people really get caught on when we are talking about the moral side is that they think I gave my word to it, so I have to keep it. And then, you know, they don't want to look bad or whatever. But it is a lot of the time, many times it's not realistic or it's not appropriate or something comes up and you can't keep it. Like there are specific times where you are not able to keep your word. And as you're growing through life, this is what clients honestly find a relief in is you are able to change your word because we're not interested in Keep it. I mean, we are interested in keeping it, but we're more interested in honoring Mm -hmm. it. So, if you said, you know, for an example, like one of my clients said a month ago, I'm committed to going to the gym five times a week. Now, business is blowing up. She doesn't have the time to do that. And she was like, We did an integrity check and she said, I feel really bad. I gave my word to going to the gym five times a week. I'm pushing it off because I have so much work. And what do I do? Well, Let's honor it because you can recommit to it. You can do it later. You don't have to you don't have to do five times a week right now. If you need to work on your business more right now and that's more important, then let's table the discussion for working out to, you know, two or three times a week right now until you can have the time to put more energy into working out or, you know, get the perfect life balance or whatever, you know? So your word is always able to change. It doesn't have to stay just because you gave it.
3: Well, and I think CJ, the honoring part in that was her being willing to have the conversation with you. And oftentimes people don't honor it. They just hide or they hope that no one asks about it. And then they feel bad about that, right? The honoring is bringing it up, saying, hey, I'm acknowledging that this was the commitment I made. And yeah. I'd like to renegotiate it. And and it brings yeah. a, a second party in yeah. so that mm-hmm. you, you, CJ, can can call her on her BS if, if you think she's just, you know, uh, right. avoiding or whatnot. But so then it allows her to still feel an integrity
1: yeah. uh, because yeah.
3: she's just shifting that commitment.
1: Yeah. And for the people wondering how do I leave – how does lacking integrity leave me with anxiety or not able to sleep and things like that, you just heard a perfect example. Yeah. Her not – going to the gym left her uneasy for a week. Now imagine that times your other 40 commitments you made in a week, <laughs> plus the things that you don't remember you committed to because you don't have a good you know, time management system or whatever. Yeah, I love that. Chris, um, I, I, I have a lot of uh, respect and appreciation for
2: how you deal with broken commitments. So Chris is coaching me right now. One of the things I love about Chris, and I want him to share about how he he views this because I've learned so much from him about this is there's actually two things I want you to think about, Chris. One is what do you do when you are working with a client and the client shows up to a call with a broken commitment? Um, I want to hear about how you deal with that. And then second of all, you've worked with teams before and you're, you're working with teams now. I'd love for you to speak about like, how do you see this interacting like with a, in a team dynamic, right? Because I have control over me keeping my commitments but my guess is there's some listeners who it's like great I can I can submit to integrity now how do I get my team to submit to integrity and operate in that same type of thing so first of all chris yeah how do you handle it with a broken commit with a client with one-on-one setting and then and then how do you stream that into team dynamics
4: thanks for the for for that question even before that though i'll say this is this is a really really true in a lot of ways. And I want to, I want to give space for where it's not true Mm. as well. Um, in so far as, uh, if you have like, like anxiety and things like this, if there there's, this is not the only place (laughs) and where anxiety, this is not the cure for all anxiety all the time. Like I fully want to give space for that because while we're very assertive that, that it is a really powerful tool, I just want to like say it's not the only tool, but it is a really, really powerful place to start. And oftentimes when people are feeling anxious, we can slow down and start with, with an integrity check. And oftentimes it makes a huge difference. And so j- I just wanted to say like there, there's, it's not the only, it's not the cure-all. It's not the only place that where, uh, where anxiety and, and panic attacks and all of that kind of stuff. There's lots of, of uh, other, other places that, none of us are going to be qualified to talk about it, at least in this episode. <laughs> I want to start with that first, but then, but then, uh, you had asked how I, how I deal with, with uh, broken integrity with clients and, and then in teams and, and probably let's just even make it more expansive to a, to a listener is with other people in life and with yourself in life. First is how you deal with it internally and then how you deal with it externally. So internally is full neutrality. Hmm. So I am not a, necessarily emotionally attached to somebody needing to keep their word to me entirely. So like when somebody comes in with a broken commitment, a a broken commitment is a cry for help. Mm. And uh, oftentimes I'll, I'll start there and say, Hey, if this broken commitment were a cry for help, what might it be a cry for help for? So just that curiosity is huge for people. That's one way that I deal with it. If it happens again, (laughs) where there's other things going on, uh, the approach is a little different. And David, this is probably the one yeah. that you're, that you're thinking of. Many of you have heard me say <laughs> this is, Hey, no problem. I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel incredibly disrespected. You made a promise to me and to yourself. And, and then as it, as it pertains to one another in a, in a corporate environment or in a family environment or in a coaching relationship, I'll say, here's, so here's what's, here's what's happening is you said that you were gonna do this thing and if you had done that thing, we would be having a very different conversation, but you didn't. And now we don't know what the results were gonna be and, and this is what's gonna happen. You're going to say that I tried coaching and it didn't work. And and you're going to resent, you either get results or you get resentment in this in this relationship. And the only thing worse than resenting somebody is being the one being resented, which in this case would be me. So I feel incredibly disrespected. You said you were going to do a thing. You did not do that thing. And now you have a, you're going to blame me (laughs) like long-term. You're going to go, I, I hired a coach. It didn't work. When the reality is you hired a coach, uh, you (laughs) coaching tried you and you didn't work (laughs) is really what happened. And so so there is a, a bit of uh, like a stronger conversation around that going like, what do we want to do here? Because this really is, uh, it, at least for me, and I'll speak for myself, it really is partnership mm. with a life, partnership with a company, partnership with a team or an organization. And it is exhausting to be more committed <laughs> to somebody's results than they are. And everybody listening knows exactly what that's like, it's hashtag parenting. <laughs> and so those are, those are two ways that I... That I connect to this work in in terms of integrity, and then the the other, if you want sayings, because they're pithy and they're and they're helpful, I think. If a broken commitment is a cry for help, that's that's one. But another one is that uh, high integrity is the greatest form of self care, because we know what it's like when we are avoiding something, either uh, avoiding something that that we that we've said we're going to do or that we imply that we're going to do, like uh, like a health routine. <laughs> or uh, writing a book, or whatever mm. it is, either something that we said that we're going to do, or something that we Im- imply that we want to do, we know what it's like when we're avoiding that thing. And it's it's painful, It's it feels exhausting, it's looming, it's over our head, all of these these things that we say. And then we know what it's like when we just, just do the thing, and get it done with, and get it over with, and all of a sudden there's this like burst of energy. And that is CJ, you'll probably talk more about this uh, coming up, but that is is a, a huge form of self-care. So uh, as for the renegotiating part, I like saying so, so if you can't tell, is, um, <laughs> as I say, we have we have three options at any point in time when we say we're going to do something or imply, we can either run, which is hide and and, and diminish ourselves. We can renegotiate, or we can rise. So run, renegotiate or rise. And anytime somebody is coming to me saying, Hey, I know I'm not going to be able to do this thing. I want you to essentially let me off the hook for it. There's <laughs> a lot of times CJ, you spoke to that. That's totally okay. Right. But I'd say, if you, if I didn't, and if you like really just committed to it and, and, and rise to the challenge, how will that feel on the other side? And I've had people do that and, and finish the thing that they say they were going to do when they didn't think they could do it. And that is an incredible resource for energy. For I love so, that. I love that. Um,
2: thanks for, for, uh, sharing that. There's two things I still want to get to in And then one of them is the team dynamics. And I'd love to hear, um, you know, Janet, okay. Chris, yeah. CJ, any of us, cause I know we've all worked with teams and, and we've we found that this is one of the biggest crucial things. I'm going to be doing a training in a month where we worked with the executive team in December and they said, can you spend like an hour on this at least in the training in in a month from now with our team? We said, actually, we'll probably spend about a half a day on this because of how important this is. Like literally 25% of the, the training we do with this company will be around integrity. So I want to talk about that. And then CJ, I want to talk about you said it first, you said something, and then it, it affects something and then power. Was it uh what were mm. the two words again? Yeah, it's quality yeah. of life. Yeah, and yeah so power. how so integrity for us affects quality of life and affects power. So let's let's start with the the team dynamics. Janet, I'll have you pop in with that and then we'll probably flip the CJ and talk about the power dynamics as well. So so Janet and, and Chris maybe some ping pong of like how have you seen this happen in team dynamics? Where does it work? Doesn't work, how have you seen it play out?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, first, it's worth noting that the hidden cost of a team with like low integrity, and again, with no shame or judgment, uh, just literally meaning there's there's a myriad of broken promises and commitments to each other, and it's it's that whole crowd mentality. You'll you've probably as someone's been like in a family or a system or a culture or a team organization, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, "Oh, well, that's just." That happens all the time around here. Mm -hmm. And so it's their reason or excuse to say, yeah, maybe I was late to the meeting, but everyone's always late to the meeting. Yeah. Right. And so it's almost like a compound effect. And then, of course, if it slows down for one person and then the team is having that pattern, then it slows down the results of a team. And what I like to think about is the metaphor of the hook that we use a lot. So it's this idea of kind of wanting to be let off the hook or putting yourself on the hook. And uh, oftentimes most people will not kind of acknowledge or call out, we'll just use that phrase for now, call out someone when they break a commitment because they're like, well, I don't want them to to call me out when I'm late or when I break a commitment. So I'm not going to say anything. And so then even if they say, sorry, I'm going to say, ah, no problem. Don't worry about it. But then there's this underlying resentment that starts to build, this lack of trust, and then people start to say, yeah, we're going to get this done by uh, this time in two weeks. But internally, the conversation going on uh, between people's ears is, eh, maybe that'll happen.
4: Mm. Yep. Yeah, Probably yeah, not. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. not. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it speaks to a bigger and broader thing that we work on oftentimes, which is is team dynamics and communication. And when there's a when there is a, a system in place where maybe we do something, maybe we don't, we never quite know which thing we say we're going to do when we're going to do it is actually going to happen. So there's incredibly reduced trust and we might like each other, by the way, but there is reduced trust. And so and, and I'll tell you that that moves everything backwards from even like from pricing structures and 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 creating proposals and when you like when you tell customers or clients things can be delivered and things can be accomplished when you don't actually have that trust on your team it it slows things down incredibly and adds so much anxiety oftentimes uh you might be keeping your word but if you're part of a team that you know doesn't necessarily keep their word you're the one left having to figure out uh is this is this true or is this just something they're saying to appease me in the moment? And now, and you never know which one is true. So now if you have to go back to somebody that you're reporting to, whether it be a client or a customer or somebody that you're a direct report to, you actually are, are not, you're not feeling the full empowerment of going, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. What you're, what you're doing is you're saying, I, this is what I was told. I think maybe, (laughs) but based on, previous results i can't promise anything but but you're in a position where you kind of you kind of that is, that is your job is to is to make that promise yeah. so uh it can be incredibly stressful and that's what I see in teams oftentimes is is once there is a culture of of lower integrity or not not being aware of of where there's low integrity the the stress level and is spiked significantly yeah, you know it's interesting
2: mm. i was um, doing a training last week in Phoenix and I asked as an SVP level person, I asked him, I said, just ballpark, I said, how many hours a week do you spend following up with people who already have said they're going to do something for you? He thought about it for a little bit and I thought he was going to say two or three hours. And he said, he thought about it for for like a minute. And he's like, I think it's like about 10 hours a week. And if you think about for companies with an SVP level, you know, just think about the hourly rate of that person's time and so we just did the numbers on it on a on a monthly and an annual basis of what it's costing him to follow up on things that people have already said they're going to do and I, and, and so we talked about it in the training of imagine if you could have at least half of that time back right like how much <laughs> money that company saves and that's just for one SVP, like one employee. And so we could extrapolate that. So we just have a a couple minutes left. So I'm going to pivot to the last topic. CJ, talk about how this expands into power. So it goes from quality of life of like doing what you're going to do in the, whether it's getting up on time, going to the gym, things that we know we can do, sending that email. How does it expand into the power realm?
1: Um, And we'll wrap up with this, with this concept. Yeah. Uh, I want to start by defining power the way, the way I use it. And so I don't, we're not talking about power, like force here, which is how, how a lot of people might see it. What what we're talking about is the scope and magnitude of your word realized put in broad terms. That means I want to be able to say something and make it happen in shorter and shorter time. Hmm. And what, what we do and what what really the fun part is, what it comes from when we talk about integrity and create that coaching relationship is that we want that person to have such a strong relationship with their word to where they can start saying things and making them happen without knowing how they are going to make it happen. And it's always so fun, like Chris mentioned earlier, it's always so fun to to throw a commitment out that they did not think they could, could ever achieve. Like, hey, let's 10 exit or put a zero on it and see what we can do and they, they just say, okay, I'm willing to try. I don't know what it's going to take, but I, I am full of integrity on the back, and I've you know, done my integrity check. I feel good. I have, I'm full and complete. My tires are pumped up, so I'm going to give my word to this crazy you know, notion that I, that I think is impossible, and then we come back next week, and it's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. I did it, and I feel I don't know how I did it. I just know the whole time I had power. Like I was just saying I'm going to make things happen and they just happened. And we don't, this conversation when we have it with clients is always fun because at the beginning it sounds like a woo woo fairy (laughs) dust kind of conversation, you know, like, oh, well you just, you know, say it and you'll get it, you know, kind of like a, it just doesn't really work that way. But the truth is, is that when you start building up that foundation with your word, your, your foundation is going to be bigger building a skyscraper than it is to build a house. And in order to do that, you have to start getting really, really clear with your word, creating that relationship with it, doing what you say you're going to do to where eventually you can just throw out some some bonkers thing and it comes true because you have the power and the relationship with your word to do it.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, And, and I ima- imagine we all wish we had another 10, 15 minutes to unpack that. So so lots there. And, and I think to, to summarize what I heard you say, CJ, essentially is like, the the more if 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 integrity is a volume dial, the the mm. the higher the volume on your integrity is. So the more that you are living as your word, keeping your word, honoring your word, the more power yeah. you have when you say you want to go after something. And so I'm thinking for people that are listening, it's if you want to increase your income, if you want to increase your impact, if mm. you want yeah. to you know, perhaps like you want to be in a romantic relationship and you're not currently like your, your capacity and the things that you know, you can do get up on, get up a certain time, don't hit snooze, go to the gym, send that email, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, the more that you're in line with that, the volume is high on that one. Then you can say, I'm going to go create this income for myself. I'm going to go create this relationship for myself. I'm going to go help raise, you know, a million dollars for this nonprofit I believe in. Like, like you, you, your, your brain starts to go to work and you begin to move with power. Um, and right. and so I, I can't think of a better way to to end this thing than on on that concept to like plant that seed within all of us that there are things that you dream of that are bigger than you and you want to make a difference in the world through whatever avenue that is, generosity, impact, income, you name it. We have this hypothesis, a path that is, to live with integrity and to honor your word. So with that, uh, I'll wrap us up. So for Chris, for CJ, for Janet, for myself, David, thanks for being with us on the show today and we'll catch you in the next one.
0: All right. We have a few more things to let you know about before you go. First, podcast reviews really help us serve more people. So if this podcast is helpful for you, we'd love your help to get it into the hands of as many leaders as possible. Please leave us a review, even if it's not five stars. And if you really want to go the extra mile, let us know what you'd like to hear about more of or what you think we could do better to serve you and the people that you care about. We drop new episodes every week. So subscribe and watch us continue to learn to create resources that serve you powerfully. Speaking of resources, we have a lot Online and they're all free. We have free assessments, educational videos, articles from sources like Fast Company, written by our coaches and clients, all designed to help you use our tools in your everyday life and leadership. To dive into the free treasure trove of goodies we have for you, go to novus.global and then click on resources. Some of you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet taken that next step to hire a coach. This is your time. I can't tell you how often I've heard from hundreds of clients around the world that they wish they would have talked to us sooner. If you have a sense that your capable of more, we would be thrilled to explore what coaching could do for you and those you influence. To start that journey, simply email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. You also might be listening to this and maybe you want to be a coach or maybe you already are a coach and you want to build a six or seven figure practice coaching people you love in a way that brings life to you and your clients. Well, that's why we created the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. It is an in-depth coaching apprenticeship designed to help you create the coaching practice of your dreams. The first step in exploring that is simple. Just go to www.mp.institute that's www.mp as in metaperformance.institute and we have free assessments to help you see what kind of training you'd need to create a meta performing coaching practice the way our coaches do at Novus Global head on over today and finally and for some of you this will be the most important part This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer and Jeremy Davidson as editor and audio engineer. We love working with these guys. To find out more about how to create a podcast for you and your business, check them out at rainbowcreative.co. Thank you so much for listening. We love making these for you. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.